Hey guys, welcome back to Popcorn Pals. We're your hosts, Sierra, Rachel, and Savannah. And we will be starting with a quick disclaimer, as per usual. So just a reminder that we're three seniors at the Milwaukee School of Engineering, and this quarter we're taking a film studies course as an elective. We're definitely not experts on what we're talking about on the podcast today, and we're doing this as a class project to apply what we're learning. So don't judge us if we make mistakes or completely wrong on what we say. We're just learning. So today we're going to be talking about the 2008 animated film WALL-E. So this episode we're going to be focusing a little bit more on how animation has elements of film that are usually captured with a camera, but how the animation ties that into the plot and how it makes it seem like it'd be a real movie, even though it's obviously just an animation. So some brief info on WALL-E. So he is a robot left on Earth to clean up all the garbage and like the wasteland that they that the humans have left on Earth. So his daily routine is interrupted when a new robot named Eve is sent to Earth in search of plant life. This Pixar animation takes us through Wally and Eve's journey to deliver the only living plant on Earth to the captain of the spaceship where humankind is currently residing and bring the humans back to Earth. As normal, our Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie was 95%. So what did you guys think of Wally? What is your out of 10 rating? I love Wally. I just think it's just a classic feel-good Pixar. Sometimes you're just down the dumps and you just want a little Pixar to pick you up. And I haven't seen Wally in a while, but I really like it. I give it a 9 out of 10. It's not a big thinker when it comes to like plot or really anything that's going on, but I think it's a great movie and it just makes me feel happy. Cece? Okay, we're going to hit it with the honesty hour here, ladies. I've never seen Wally. I saw the part where all the people were like sitting around zooming and I was like, "Mm, I don't really need to see that movie because I just was like, seems too potentially not like realistic, but like depressing, you know, because like, that's not how the world is going. But like, I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, I never need to see it. But then we watched it and I was like, this is fine. And I was like, okay, it's good. There are multiple times where I was predicting the next line. Like, I was like, they're going to say this. And then they did. But, like, it is a kid's movie. But so we watched that movie two days ago. And then last night I watched Monsters, Inc. That movie is so good. And that just, like, made me realize how bad Wally was. (laughs) (laughs) Not how bad it was, but how much I just really... It's not the best one. Monsters, Monsters Inc. is Inc. an is OG absolute classic. Maybe and I was the like, best man, one. this is a good movie. I'm sitting here bawling. It's just so good. I love it. Okay, but anyways, I would give this, I'm going to give him a seven and a half because it is a kid's movie, but it wasn't good. <laughs> All right, you want to talk some honesty hour here, kids. <laughs> I hate Wally. I hate Wally. I hate Wally. <laughs> three out of ten. Three out of ten. And here's why. I have three reasons to give it a three out of ten. First of all, Wally does have really great animation. I'm not gonna lie. The animation is beautiful. It is very clean. It is as close to like a realistic cartoon that you could probably get. It has great animation and I'm not gonna like fault that in any way. The noises are really accurate too. I actually... I don't know if you guys watched the films that she posted for week nine, but there's a whole like snippet on the sounds in Wally, and it's really cool how they did it. And I think the noise is really cute. Like Wally has a kind of a cute voice, and the little um, the foreign contaminant robot, he's kind of just cute. <laughs> so together, 
like the noises and those two robots specifically get it another one point. And then my third out of 10 is the not so subtle political statement that Wally makes, I think is funny. You know, that like mankind is going to become these big, fat, lazy pieces of garbo. And then we're going to keep treating our Earth so poorly that we're going to end up in outer space. And I think that's funny. And it's something that kids would not have. Not funny. (laughs) But so funny. Funny that Pixar would have taken such a bold stand and bold statement and hide it in a kid's movie. So three out of ten. I just hate Wally. It's such a boring movie. There's literally nothing that goes on. It was very, very long. With the exception. But it was only 90 minutes. It was. It it was longer than 90 minutes. It was uh, like 200 minutes because I texted Rachel and I complained. So I was like, when you realize Wally's more than 90 minutes. It was actually like 98 minutes to be exact. Not the point. I don't know. I was like, dang, this is taking a minute. And last night, Monsters Inc. was like 20 minutes. I was like, dang, this is an absolute classic. Yeah. Wally, with the exception of when he plays that like movie thing. The first line isn't until minute 22. 22 minutes of no talking. Which is why in the video that I watched about the sound in Wally, they had to be so precise about making sounds deliberate and like accurate. Because they're Mm -hmm. like, there's nothing else going on in this movie. So if we screw this up, it's going to be a complete flop. And it was. It was the boringest cartoon movie I've ever seen in my life. And I love animation (laughs) movies. I watch them all the time. Yeah, it's kind of like Tom and Jerry, like the sounds. You yeah. really gotta, you really gotta make them exemplified. But Tom and Jerry, but was like good. watching like Monsters Inc., which is a lot older, the animations in Wally were like, yeah, really, really good. Like they did do a really good job with that, which was a good reason that we watched this one to look at the animations. So. Yeah, I agree. Animation is a ten out of ten. That's true. Wally in general, three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate this movie. I just really hate it. <laughs> Averages to like seven out of ten. So. <laughs> Okay, so the first part of the movie starts with a pretty interesting intro sequence, which we also had a lecture on in class. So that helped me analyze it a little bit more in depth than kind of other parts of the movie. So the movie starts by giving this impression that you're like flying into this city and it starts kind of further away and then it gets closer and closer and you can see that it's really cloudy and dusty and that like the sun's setting and the day is over and all of a sudden you see Wally just zooming around and starts to be like pretty far out, but you can still hear his little noises as he's zooming around, which is amplifying his movements since like Savannah said, there's no actual words for like 30 minutes practically. One thing that I noticed too was when they had all these earth shots, everything was super bland, lots of like tans and things like that. Partially to show how sad I think the world was supposed to look, but also like how sad Wally's life was because he was all alone. What did you guys notice about the animations in this first intro sequence? So I remember when I was younger and the very first time I saw this movie, I wasn't really convinced it was an animation in this beginning part. Just because, and this is something that I think we're going to talk about next too, is the animation of Wally and just the environment on Earth is so lifelike that it just looks really real. And I think that's part of the reason it hits home so hard. You're like, oh, the humans trash the earth and now it's just, it's all dead. And I think that the way that Wally is animated gives off a lot of like really cool impressions about ways that the camera could have also been shooting him if he was a real robot. 
And that's part of what was touched on in our lecture is there's a lot of similar camera angles to what you would see in a movie that was actually shot. And they also do a few lens flares in the beginning. Then that kind of helps you see like the sun is setting and his day is ending. But that's also kind of a trick in animation that you can recognize from shooting things on film, but it's actually animated. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, so some of the things that I noticed in this intro sequence, there's actually, I was live streaming Wally to Rachel, so I had a lot of thoughts initially. But that was one of the things that I noticed too, that you were talking about the lens flare, when it showed the sun and it had those, like, the flare, obviously, it was so bright that I was like, man, that is burning my retinas. Because it was just like it'd be if you saw a real movie. And I agree that a lot of the initial coloring and the the actions and characteristics of Wally really showed this wasteland sadness that he was feeling. And like Rachel said, it really hits home with, and especially when they hand over and saw that newspaper, it shows to you as a child, like, this is what's going to happen when humans keep leaving their garbage everywhere. And I think that, I mean, when this came out, we were 10. Like, it feels... Like, it's not that old of a movie, but we were literally children still. And I think that a movie like this really has that effect on children. Like, they're kind of oblivious, but then when you get to, like, an older kid watching it, they're going to see and be like, we need to do something better about, you know, the way that we're behaving or whatever. And I think that doing things like you would see in a real movie, but in an animated movie, appeals to children that way, in a subtle way, but also really hits their parents, too. So it's just really smart. Yeah, I was going to say it makes it a little bit more like realistic for adults to watch. It's not like you're watching like Tom and Jerry or something where that's just like, obviously someone's just like drawing this. I had another major feeling when I watched this first intro sequence and that was that they picked a cockroach for Wally's little sidekick. Like of all the things, a cockroach. Disgusting. Well, because those are like the most indestructible yeah. animals. If anything is going to make it through the world ending, it's going to be a cockroach. Oh, I know. I know it's exactly why they picked it. I thought it was disgusting. <laughs> but it was so cute later in the movie when Wally accidentally ran it over and he, uh, you could like feel his heart breaking. His robot Yeah, heart I breaking. loved that scene. And I was like, all right, it's kind of funny that it's a cockroach, but mainly I was like, this is disgusting. I was loving it because they're such good friends and he's Wally's only companion. So I just felt so much empathy for him because he's like, yeah, all I have is. My garbage and my cockroach. And his collectibles. He's a lot of cool garbage. And the movie. Yeah, that's all That's all yeah. garbage, though. That's the end that movie where he's got to hold his hands. So the next thing we're going to talk about is the way the animation changed when Wally was on Earth versus in space. And this is something I touched on a little bit already, but one of the biggest things that stood out to me in this movie is how realistic the things on Earth are. When you look at Wally, he looks like a real robot that could be made out of things that we have on Earth right now. All the garbage that they had lying around, there was a Rubik's Cube, there were CDs, it all was animated to look very, very lifelike. But when Eve arrives on the on the Earth, she looks so futuristic. She looks nothing like anything else that we've seen. 
Her spaceship doesn't look very realistic. And to me, at first I was almost like a little bit annoyed at how different that all of the space things seemed and even how the humans looked so animated when everything on Earth was looking so realistic. But I actually thought, you know, as the movie went on, it actually started to make sense because when you go up into space and you see the progression of the captains going from when the humans first went into space and it was a captain that looks almost just like you and I and then eventually transitions into the giant obese floating ones. And I think that the way that they showed how the progression of the captains changed, that really showed why they animated it in that way. Did you guys notice that as well? And like, is there anything that you think they did that made the scenes on Earth more realistic versus in space? One thing that I noticed on Earth was when they added little sounds to Wally moving or like the cockroach moving, it made it more realistic. And they also did that when to make the robots themselves look more realistic, like the little cleaning guy, he was like, you know, so like that, I think that they like added the sounds to make the characters seem more realistic, but like the backgrounds, the spaceship and space in general definitely looked a lot less realistic than the like backdrop on Earth. I would notice that too, like as soon as he was like flying on her little spaceship going to wherever space, I was like, wow, this... I don't know if it was not as good animation, like if it was harder to do because it wasn't based off of things we see every day. But yeah, I definitely noticed there was like a big switch. I actually noticed it when Eve first came to Earth. So fun fact, like you were kind of saying, Cece, about the the noises making it seem more realistic. In that little docu thing that I watched about the noises, they said that when they were picking the robot sounds, they did it based off what scientifically they would sound like. You know, like Wally's wheels have that look of like a tractor wheel, so you'd have like that more geary kind of noise but then they also said that a lot of the noises came more on what emotionally they would sound like which is why wally's voice is a little bit more like sweeter and the like the cleaning robot was a little bit like nitty-gritty kind of you know he sounds like he'd be like picky so they kind of like mixed those together which i thought was kind of cool because that i think helped make it more realistic I had noticed with Eve that she, to me, had seemed so fake amongst everything else on Earth. And I think that's, a, I agree, Rachel, that maybe it's based off, like, the futuristic approach there. Like, Wally and Earth, we can base that off of things today a lot more because those are things that we have seen in real film. But those are all things that are very futuristic. It might be a little bit harder to animate. But yeah, no, like, literally one of my notes when I was jotting down just my observations was that she seemed so fake compared to everything else because of how, like, pristine and clean and like a little egg that she looked like. And then we shot up into outer space and space itself looked real and like certain elements still kind of looked real, but then you looked at the people and some of the other quirkier robots and stuff and you're like, okay, this is definitely animated. There were things that just in space looked so much more fake. And I kind of wonder if that's not even just based off that futuristic style approach they took on there or if it was 
to make that disconnect seem more real to somebody who wouldn't really be paying attention otherwise. Like, if it was there to just jar you that much. Because it did for me. It definitely was a whole different, like, change in perspective seeing it from Earth to space. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I feel like it was probably intentional or maybe just kind of like a something that happened by accident and they realized it was good. So shortly after Wally and Eve meet each other, she finds his plant because he brings her back to his little garage shed house thing and he shows her the plant and then she takes it and goes into her whole mode because that's her job. So then they go into space and her objective is to get it to the captain so that they can do this whole operation and go back to Earth. But in doing so, it ends up all being a hoax and the robots kind of turn against them and all this and all that. But Wally ends up getting shot out of like an evacuation kind of pod with the plant because one of the robots turned on them and Eve was trying to get him to go back to Earth because she was mad. And so he sent her out. Or so she was trying to send him back. The robot came through the plant in and then Wally got stuck in the evacuation pod. And as a panicky little child robot that Wally is, he ended up accidentally blowing up the evacuation pod and he gets stuck in outer space. But Eve finds him and she also goes into space and she starts getting all sad because she thought Wally had died. And here he comes blasting back from this explosion with a fire extinguisher, which I thought was actually kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. That was one of the points in the movie that I did like. It's just precious. You know, the thought of flying around with a fire extinguisher, I think, is every little kid's dream. And I don't think it would ever be possible in any circumstance, but maybe in space. And something really cool that they did in this part of the scene where Wally sprang back out is that they were using this wide shot like you would see in a normal movie to establish how far away even Wally really were. Because he had gone quite a distance and traveled with this fire extinguisher. And it was also cool because they didn't try to make a whole fake scenario with this. Like the particles spraying out were still kind of obeying laws of gravity in space. And they it was kind of like what you would see in a real-time space movie. And then you got these romantic circling shots when they're brought back together. And it's also precious for robots that are in love. You know, there's other movies that taught us that robots can't have feelings. Just remember that. These are the robots that will take over the world once they fix it. But it's 2054 now or whatever. No, that was a different movie. But it's a future. It was like 21 something. So AI will be very developed. 20 seconds to self-destruct. seconds to self-destruct. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. What did you guys think about how they did this scene with all like the the normal space types of movies but animated style? 
Yeah, I thought it was cool, like, what you were saying, how they did some shots to, like, see how far he went. Like, they have one where it's from behind Eve's back. So you're seeing the back of her. And then she's looking out as Wally's little spaceship explodes. And you're just so, like, you would see it as she would see it. And it's like she's too far away to save him. And she just watches him poof into space. But then he comes out and everything's okay. But it kind of shows, like, oh, she was too far to do anything. And that shot kind of helped feel bad for Eve because she was so far and she couldn't do anything to save him. I never felt bad for Eve. She was so mean to Wally on Earth. And then when he got into space, I never felt bad for her. She deserved all of the bad feelings. I only ever felt bad for Wally because he was kind of cute. Wally deserves way better. Wally deserves better. Fact. No one, no one still no one should want to watch someone else explode in space. That's, yeah. That's Okay, whatever. When I think when I was watching this, I kind of had also feelings of like, like you were saying, watching other space movies. I recently watched, now I'm not going to be able to remember what movie it was. Martian? Interstellar. No, it was a movie with like Morgan Freeman and an asteroid is going to hit the Earth and they send these astronauts up into space. No, it's not The Martian. It's an older movie, but it was good. I watched it recently. And they also have some shots of astronauts in space and like the, you see the spaceship in space kind of in these wide shots. And I thought it was interesting to, I just watched that and then to see this, the way that they're so similar, except for the fact that there's the animated characters versus the humans. And I think that when they're, you know, dancing around with this fire extinguisher, it just kind of like provided them that opportunity to show that they could animate space realistically and i guess the only thing that maybe like bothered me about this scene is i don't know about you guys but the whole time i was watching it i was like would the fire extinguisher particles actually act like that and like that's what i was thinking a lot about is like if how the gravity would affect the way that the fire extinguisher particles formed and like push them around which obviously is not what most people who are watching the movie are thinking about but it's what i was thinking about Yeah, I thought about that when they went by the moon and there was the United States flag was there and it looked like a little toothpick with a piece of paper. The flag was so straight and I was like, how does the flag actually look? Like, is that real? I also felt that way when Wally was using his solar panels right by the sun. My thought was, man, this robot would literally melt if that was real. The sun would burn him up. That was my thought. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that too. When he was just, I thought it was funny though because he just opened his charger and then was charged immediately. I was really confused at first because I didn't realize that was his charger and I was like, where'd he get the thing to tan? (laughs) And then I was like, why is he tanning? He's a robot. No, I thought it was tanning too. I had a lot of thoughts there and none of them were on him like hanging out on the side of the ship. It was all very practical engineer based (laughs) things like melting and tanning. Yeah, I was definitely. Also, was the movie you were talking about Deep Impact? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw this as a kid, and I definitely thought the world was going to end. I was It was a good movie. It was pretty intense, but I thought it was good. Okay, so eventually they're able to get the plant back, and all of the humans are able to come back to Earth, and so are Eve and Wally. And throughout this whole thing, Wally gets all of his memories are gone and he loses who he is he doesn't know who eve is and he only thinks his sole purpose is to be the little garbage square maker and so 
Eve does all of these things to bring him back and remind him who he used to be and who she was. And she, like, plays him the movie Hello, Dolly. And she shows him all of his little toys and everything. And they had some really cool shots here, again, of the romantic circling shots. Because at the very end, she's able to bring his memory back. And then they hold hands and everything is all right on Earth again. So what did you guys think about these last few scenes? I think that considering this was an animation, it was really dark for a moment because, you know, Wally was crushed by the plant thing and then they come back to Earth and Eve quickly rushes him to his house and gets him all of the replacement things and then he just kind of blew her off. And part of me, I'm not going to lie, was a little like, haha, you deserve this. Because again, I just didn't like her. (laughs) And then... You know, she does everything you said and jogs his memory. And it was kind of it was kind of cool just seeing this desperation that this robot was going through. And then they had to do, like, the circling stuff. And in the background, you could... Like, my favorite part of this whole part was in the background between Wally and Eve. You just got this teeny little sliver of all the robots in the background that were spying on them. And I thought that was super... Like, it was, like, that dorky... You know, all the kids are seeing the kiss about to happen and then they like run away, but then a couple come back and like peek their head in and it was really dorky. But it was just things like that where they used the animation to still create that depth and that emotion around the whole scene. I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah, I like, I like the scene. To me, like the ending of this movie was really abrupt and it's probably like really the only thing I didn't really like about it is just how... I feel like it almost drops off. I want more. Like, I want... In a lot of movies, they'll do, like, oh, in five years or in ten years. I want to know what happened. But it's just, like, the humans planted the plant and Wally and Eve were all good. But then the movie just ended. And I wanted a little more. Like, I wanted to know... Did Like, just because you plant a plant, that doesn't mean that it grows. Facts. So I just wanted to know a little bit more about what happened. I was like, okay, so you guys got this one plant in the ground. Did it live? Like, I just wanted more. And then they, like, zoom out and show that there's bunches of little sproutlings popping up. And I was like, yo, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to happen in the two days that they were in space. Hate to break it to you. I don't think it was supposed to be like that. I think it was just that, much like a city, you got the garbage city that Wally created, but then it was backing out, not from the people, I think it was all same time, like not a time frame difference, that, you know, this one plant popped up in the middle of garbage city, but if you actually went away from the city, you got the rest of the fields that were growing. That was the impression I got from it. Oh, so you're saying that, so you're saying that you think that there were more outside of where they were. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think if the ship would have landed a mile outside of the city, she would have instantly found an entire field worth of plants. That's interesting. That was the impression I got. I don't know if, I mean, obviously you guys did not get that same Mm -mm. I got the impression that she found this one rarity, and then while they were gone, the rest of them popped up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was not how I took it. Also, though, if you watched the end credits, like, I had snapped you, Rachel, and I said the end credits were the best part. Yeah, I watched That actually gives you the rest of the story. It showed how they dug a well into the river and they brought up the water and the, the little boot plant turned into a giant tree and like right. it showed them making farming and all this kind of that. like if you actually watched that it did give you the rush of the story but in like ancient hieroglyphic kind of looking drawings yeah well and i like that but i guess i just wanted more from the the animation 
the the end credits is nice and they do a good job of like kind of progressing the story a little bit there but i want i just want more closure i guess it's because the first hour of the movie was boring you want more action at the end no i agree it was a it was a really dramatic drop off i was like so he's back but what are you guys gonna do now like yeah exactly like where are you you guys still crushing garbage or what yeah yeah also, can we just talk about, this was literal garbage. How did it not smell bad? Probably did. Yeah, probably did. They're robots, though. Like, if I would have landed on Earth, I would have been like, ooh, <laughs> this smells like trash, literally. Yeah, I guess that just was not the focus, you yeah. know? I mean, the human, we just, like, didn't see that much of the humans mm-hmm. when they landed on Earth. Like, we saw them, like, planting that The one, plant. the, the one that can make pizza. The pizza plant. Yeah, the pizza plant. But we didn't really see them, like, roaming around at all either. So maybe we would have gotten more of that if the humans had explored. Mm -hmm. These were very unrealistic humans, though. I would just like to say that if you live your entire life in a floaty chair, your legs would not be strong enough to support 400-pound people. Well, yeah, it was like you guys didn't gain 50 years of muscle in this last hour. (laughs) Like, they're all like, I know I'm about to die, so I need to stand now. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you still wouldn't be able to. You would just no. have to die. Your, yeah. your bones, your muscles, everything would have degenerated. Pixar magic. That's true. This is called farming. You kids are going to grow all kinds of plants. Vegetable plants, pizza plants. <laughs> it's good to be home. Okay, that's all we have for you guys today on Wally. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. The outro credits of Wally are down to earth with his original Pixar music. Another really great thing about Pixar is they do a lot of original music for their soundtracks. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on Wally before we end the podcast? Besides that you didn't like it? <laughs> I was gonna say I don't like it. <laughs> Besides that there are better Pixar so slash better. Disney movies out there. But this one, it does have pretty good uh, animation. So That's true. It was good to... to if you want a different animation that has really good animation, that's a way better movie, watch Abominable. Great movie. Abominable is good. Or watch Monsters Inc. 10 out of 10 recommend it. So cute. Or The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, we're watching Monsters Universe tonight. <laughs> No, that was pretty much all. I think I, I mean, I said everything I had to say about end credits yeah, me in too. the last little bit, so. Okay, as always, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Peace and blessings. See you next Friday. See you next Friday. <laughs> Bye.